if you care about your country, if you're concerned with the direction America is headed, if you're concerned that we live in a society where you're not allowed to question where the virus came from, if you're sick and tired of all this shit, then guess what? There's a reason why you're listening to me right now. We left a trail of breadcrumbs like Mexican Morpheus. Red tamal, blue tamal. Thank you for choosing the red tamal. Welcome to RPT. The way it works here is we are protected by a subscription business model. What you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You sign up for the price of a cup of coffee and you get multiple podcast shows. Rob, tell them what they get. Every Monday you get a chingo chat, which is the non-political version of Red Pill Tamales. Uh, it's not political-ish. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, there's a public episode on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere we get your shows. And on Friday is a bonus RPT that you get exclusively on Patreon only. And in the future, we are working on more programming for the rest of the week so that you can have five days a week, nonstop, chingo bling, RPT. That's right. Puro pinche RPT. So we are syndicated. We're broadcasting everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. But if you want the whole enchilada, if you want to dig deeper, if you want the entire episodes, the exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. This show is great because of the audience, the Tamal Intelligence Agency. All right. So you've come to the right place. Do it now. Take action. Sign up. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. All right, so check it out, yo. If you're like us and you want to get more books read, but can't always find the damn time to sit your ass down and read an actual book, then try Audible. We partner with Audible to give you, members of the TIA, the TIA, and all our podcast listeners, a free book is yours to keep forever and a 30-day trial of their Audible Premium Plus package. No contract. You can cancel anytime, and they'll give you a reminder when your trial is about to end. Here's all you got to do. A couple steps. Click the link in the show notes below, or just go to audibletrial.com forward slash red pill tamales. Click on Audible Premium Plus. Put your info, browse what book you want, and get your free book. Uh, let us know what you got. Why'd you, why'd you get that book, and what'd you think about it? We'll talk about it on the show. Sass. Right now, I want you to get ready for the Masa Messiah, the Tamale Kingpin. You know where I'm going with this? And Ray the Four Play. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. What? All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo and gentlemen welcome to rpt red pill tamales shout out to all the new listeners i know it's a lot of new y'all new people coming in uh this is steven says that this is season man good morning everyone. good morning good morning season this is season seven episode 74 it is wednesday july 28th 2021 i'm your host chingo bling and we have producer rob in the building what up everybody they were asking for you on the road rob oh man i heard phoenix was a uh, literally fire it was literally a movie. Actually, no, it was raining a lot. Oh, yeah? It was, yeah, it was humid. Oh, okay. It was raining. Oh, so you're, it's like being at home. Yeah, I was trying to go out there to escape the constant rain, and uh, I guess I took the rain with me. But yeah, uh, shout out to everyone that came out to the shows, man. Phoenix, Arizona, y'all were great. I appreciate the love, the feedback. Arizona, it, it's like, 
I feel like Texas and Arizona are like sister states. I heard you say that in a story, and uh, I've, I, people love it. I mean, people that I know that have been there love it. I don't know what it's what it's to great. expect if you go there. Oh yeah, you should definitely visit, uh, especially if you're into outdoorsy stuff. Um, you know, people out there love being out in the sun and hiking, and you got a lot of uh, you know, depending on what area, like college kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown Phoenix, where I was, they're doing a lot of construction, so that kind of sucked. Mm. And um, even if you're in the red state, you see those blue inner cities. Yeah. You know, shit, lady with no teeth was trying to run up on me and Bryson. Me and Bryson went out for a smoke break yeah. at the hotel. And, uh, man, this... I don't want to call her a, a drug addict, but you know what I'm saying? She was, she had no teeth and she was being very flirtatious. But if it walks like a duck and it sounds like a duck. It might be a, it might be a crackhead. Uh, she was being very flirtatious. She was all up in our grill and I just didn't want to have nothing to do with it. I'm like, man, let me get away from this person before yeah. people drive by and be like, man, Chingo over there with a crackhead. <laughs> and he was letting her do all kind of stuff in the alleyway for a cheeseburger. <laughs> Media these days, they'll fucking make it happen. They'll, they'll put spin a spin it. on it. And I went to a Trump rally, so uh, you know there's going to be a hit piece or two about me. At least. It's a public episode, too, so the whole thing will be on YouTube. If you guys want to share it and write all the hit pieces on it, it's on YouTube. Uh, CBTV. Subscribe while you're at it. That's right. So my next stops are August 18th, San Jose, California. I'll see you guys at the San Jose Improv. Denver Improv, August 27th through the 29th. Um, if anybody has a connect on microdosing shrooms... <laughs> Um, I'm just, just for research purposes, I'm not going to consume it. Uh, then we have El Paso, Texas, September 9th through the 11th, uh, Brea, California, September 15th. And, uh, I don't know why it's not in my notes, but I know we're doing Oxnard September 16th. Viva Mexico, cabrones. Orale. Even though it's still America first. Addison, Texas, October 7th through the 10th. San Antonio, October 14th through the 16th. Irvine, November 3rd. Houston, November 5th through the 7th. Sass. So, yo, um, everybody that's tuning in right now, if, if, you're, if this is refreshing to you, to hear somebody that's like, what do they call us? Marginalized person of color? I Oppre- like it, yeah. Someone of the oppressed. Yes. Uh, calling out the, the hypocrisy of the left, the radicalism of the left. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, the left left me. Ah. The, I, yeah, the left just went to left. And they, they abandoned you. Big time. And so I guess you could call me a walkaway Democrat or whatever. You're uh, politically homeless. Yes, I'm politically homeless. I don't like labels, uh, but I do love the Constitution. I love freedom. And we all just want simple stuff. We want a strong country with a strong economy, jobs. Let's bring back manufacturing. Let's try to control our borders so that we don't just, you know get lost in the sauce you know lost what i mean we need sauce. to we didn't we need to know who's coming in here what y'all bringing what y'all got what's your intentions we want the good ones we want the good immigrants people that are going to contribute all these ms-13 all these cartel people human traffickers molesters rapists murderers y'all know somebody tried to warn y'all about that and y'all got offended as if there were no rapists murderers and 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 you know <laughs> homiciders you know what let's let the let's set the landscape for listeners right now a lot of new people that have listened we had a guest every tuesday or every wednesday this month in july uh-huh. so this is the first uh public episode with no guests i was telling chingo before we started recording so maybe we're going to be a little conversational at the beginning of it and then we'll hit our topics and we'll hit you know your rally and we'll hit all that stuff but i just want to set that out because you just said a really funny point that i had on the top of my head is when you said that 
you posted something on your uh, Facebook page, and I, I was seeing comments that were like, well, you're scared of a couple Mexicans coming over, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the fans were going at it. They're like, I'll buy you a one-way ticket to, you know, uh, whatever. Let's, let's put them up at your house. Yeah, right. And then they were like, uh, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm, what am I, I'm supposed to be scared of a couple Mexicans coming to work here. And Why? it's not a couple Mexicans, bro. And it's also not just people trying to work here. And, and it sure it's like, as hell ain't a couple. And it's not 1982 either, you know. It's yeah. not 1975. It's... That that logic is like okay. That's kind of where the problem lies. Not to say that they're wrong, but the way that they're going about it, like, oh, Chingo, you scared of a couple Mexicans coming to work? That's not what we're talking about, man. Yeah, I, I, we've already gone over this. I am Mr. They can't deport us all. I am the son of immigrants. Everybody with a heart is empathetic. You know, people are escaping dictatorships, communism, starvation. People are escaping civil wars, uh, and some are escaping shitty economies and, yeah. and things like that. Um, so I don't knock people for making that dangerous voyage. And it just lets you know how shitty other countries are mm -hmm. if they're having to go through so much. Risking I mean, life and limb. Yeah, the entire globe has gotten shooken up, and we have a global migration crisis. It's not just America. People are being moved and shuffled. So human smugglers and human traffickers are making a killing right now. The cartels, besides dope, they're making money off moving people. So I'm not saying everybody here is everybody coming is here to steal your job. Everybody coming has fentanyl, a book, a book bag full of fentanyl. Uh, I'm not accusing all migrants of being bad people, but we need to be able to have a control on our front door and our back door, all the windows, you know. Y'all got cameras at y'all's house. Y'all got alarms. You know what I mean? Y'all yeah. got some type of security at y'all's houses. So how... The people that say that, they were quick to say, well, we don't lock the doors in our neighborhood. You know, just uh, to make the argument. Just to make the argument. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Forget them. Uh, they can sit at the kids' table with that argument. Right. We're adults. You know what I mean? We have kids. We want safe communities. Um, if you're all about, you know... A bunch of terror. You, I'm not saying everybody's a terrorist that's coming through. No. But all you need is a handful. Look, look at the hands for those of y'all that are watching. <laughs> but is this a handful, though? Look at this. Informant Anthony said, just in, it is predicted that around 1.8 million plus migrants will cross the border into the U.S. illegally this year. Those are the ones that only get caught. Those yeah, are the ones they know of. They get caught. If the current weekly, monthly numbers hold on pace, this would be the most illegal entries in recorded u.s history and for context that is fox news but you can go look it up yeah. wherever you want to find your charts or your numbers but you could talk to anybody that knows anything about the subject talk to border patrol people i mean you could talk to um if y'all got cousins in del rio or McAllen, anything like that i mean they're flying people around on your tax dollar on purpose like like i said we all got a heart yeah but why y'all being slick um, inflation is hitting the citizens hard. Whatever happened to take care, taking care of the citizens? It's like they're giving more rights to the criminals and the homeless than the veterans and just taxpayers. Yeah. The taxpayers are, are having to foot the bill for everything. But anyway, I digress. You digress. So, you know, what I was saying is, if, if you appreciate, if, if this is like refreshing because some people tell me that like man it is refreshing to see like a b brown entertainer somebody that's out there on social media and they're speaking up for the truth yeah everybody knows trump won by a landslide everybody knows and we're uh, sorry am i this is a youtube Can I <laughs> you're, you're being so inflammatory to the youtube algorithm but the the robot is like eh, yeah yeah can't say that uh, finish this awesome thought and then i'll get into another conversation piece 
So basically, man, we're just trying to keep it real. We really care about our country. We're, we're not falling for the false rhetoric that, that this flag is racist, that this is a racist country, that it's not inclusive, that it doesn't provide opportunity, that capitalism isn't good. If y'all so damn pro-communist, take your ass to Cuba, Venezuela, or, or something like that, Russia, or, or even China. You know, China has a different form of communism, but... Yeah, follow uh, Jonathan Copel, our last guest, who is covering Cuba like no one else, honestly, that I'm following, yeah. uh, is, is doing. Mm -hmm. But um, what you just said about, like, if you find this refreshing, if you, if you find it great, I was, I was thinking about the show and us over the weekend. You were in Phoenix. Uh, I mean, my soul's super pregnant, and she was cleaning the house all weekend. She's super yeah. busy, and we're, like, banking a bunch of Her Lounge podcasts and stuff. And I was thinking to myself, listening to Tim Pool and a couple other people, like, Tim Pool, for instance, uh, and even Crowder and some of these other people that, that I know I watch, are trying really, like, carefully, let's just say Tim Pool specifically, to play this algorithm to the point where you don't get banned off these platforms, right? Because mm. we're useless then. There's nothing yeah, yeah, refreshing yeah. about a brand entertainer if the brand entertainer is deplatformed from yeah. these platforms. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like, how do we convey that enough to you, people, you, get, huh? you know, to, to put the content out there, but then in order to support it is, is what's going to maintain it. Like, like if you want the wild shit that you can't put on mm. the public platforms, okay. you have to support the art or you have to support the conversations. Mm -hmm. You have to support the interviews because we can't put a lot of this stuff on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. So how about this? You might want to go back and bleep me. Like it'll be like bleep one <laughs> by a landslide. Yeah. So now we're going to speak Magalingo. We're going to be like, you know, everybody knows faux fifth. Take it from Nino America. Yeah. Faux fifth. Everybody know, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Look, faux fifth. Yep. Everybody, everybody know faux fifth one. Yeah, faux fit. We're just gonna call him that, Mister Faux Five. Mister Faux Five. Mister Faux Five. Come on, man. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about my experience at the rally. But um, so yeah, starting in July, we're gonna be doing a bonus podcast episode with strictly with the patrons, puro VIP, and it'll be via Zoom. So you'll be in the room with us, and we'll be able to see you, talk to you in real time. So basically, we're gonna do this Thursday, right? That's right. Yeah. This so Thursday. this is gonna drop on Wednesday, the twenty eighth, and then the next day we're gonna record our Friday premium episode, in mm -hmm. which the TIA will be uh, able to jump in. Yeah. So all members of the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, make sure y'all check the Patreon app. Uh, we'll blast out the time so that nobody misses out. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, members of the TIA will be able to pop a cold one heat up some tamales and join in on the podcast convo these will be monthly virtual events they're going to take place towards the end of the month we're going to try thursdays yeah more details to come please stay tuned join the tia and support the podcast today at patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales yeah yeah, yeah. somebody uh, messaged me and said uh hey my my son listens to the podcast sometimes with me and they they know the intro by memory and oh. uh a couple of uh, i mean episodes ago it was when she messaged me chingo didn't say the year of our lord and the her son got mad he's oh like, what he's like, okay he, he missed that. this is july 28th the year of our lord 2021 <laughs> i was like how old your son seven <laughs> That's funny. Wow. And you know what? Some people after the show in Phoenix, they said, uh, yeah, man, we all listen. You know, my kids listen. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to cuss. The swearing. Yeah, I I'm know. not going to cuss. I know. I'll leave, I'll leave it to like special occasions because during Trump's speech, he cussed like maybe once. Yeah. And it was so impactful. He, was, he said, and the Democrats are like, oh, shit, we got caught. Man, people were like, oh, the whole thousands of people like, yeah, say that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that part, but I saw the the Green New. Was he talking about the Green New Deal when he said? Oh it yeah, again? that's another cuss word. The Green New Deal is Green New bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, was like, oh, 
because yeah. he's a master at branding. Yes. And another reason why I was saying earlier, like how do we tiptoe around these algorithms to have them work in our favor to push this content, but also, you know, not get it taken down or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Swearing is another one of those things. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. right? Okay. That's why you don't ever hear, you know, Tim Pool or, or Crowder or Shapiro, anybody swear because... It's not advertiser friendly. It's not advertiser friendly. And if it ain't advertiser friendly, they're worried about their bags the way everyone else is worried about our bags. Man, can you bleep me out? Please. <laughs> but here's the thing too. So I got to say, I don't want that to... Say, it is a form of self-censorship, right? But so if you want that kind of talk, it's going to be on the... It has to only live in, on the premium episodes. So... so Rob always tells me before, hey, man, this is a public episode or hey, man, this is a premium episode. So now I know a little bit better. Like, OK, when it's premium, I could cuss a little bit. Yeah. But I, but I know there's kids listening and, and really the kids are, are the future and they're bombarded with all this Marxist, neo-Marxist, postmodernism, like these CRT in the school. Some some teachers speaking out against math, talking about math is racist and it doesn't serve our country. Our country, we need to compete against other countries, and our youth is the key. So uh, I, I really want to make sure that um, the youngsters are like, man, growing up, my parents had that, that boy Chingo on, and yeah. he just had a way of explaining it in a different way and not being so stuffy about it. Yeah. Do you want to get it? You want to talk about the rallies first, and then we'll get into some topics? Sure. Yeah, man. So set it up for everybody. So, this was the day before the show. Yeah. So this is already like a few days ago. So I'm going to make sure my memory pulls up as much as possible um so just to give some context as a kid you know growing up in the 80s and stuff like that i remember donald trump like he put out a book called the art of the deal i was a little kid i read it i don't really i was too little a lot of it probably went over my head but everybody looked up to this dude because his brand was synonymous with like fancy hotels you know golf courses just success a lavish you know, lifestyle lavish lifestyle the boy had his own jet um you know like like a winner, success, American success story, you know, real estate developer and so on. So it was all positive. Now, when he started running for, for office and then all the mud slinging and the hoaxes and the fake news and all that and getting taken out of context and the whole, you know, they're, they're not sending their best. That whole thing threw me off. So I was like a big Trump hater. All right. So fast forward, you got red pilled and all that. I had this show scheduled coming up in Phoenix. And um, uh, the folks from Turning Point USA reached out and said, hey, does Chingo want to be VIP? Um, let me put on my badge, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shout out to Turning Point. <laughs> you know, most rappers hold up their chain. I hold up my, my Donald Trump VIP. Yo, hold that up to the camera. Yeah, this, this, this is going to be the, the thumbnail. This is going to be a meme right here. This is the thumbnail. Donald Trump is your president, whether you like it or not. Okay, so, um, all right, so I get invited to the rally, and I'm a little nervous. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be some QAnon people out there. It's probably going to be some Proud Boys. They're going to be all near me. Somebody's going to run up, take a picture. So I had this outfit planned out. It was supposed to be boots, jeans, some kind of like little button down or something, and uh, my cowboy hat. Well, needless to say, it was muggy, rainy. I had to walk from my hotel to the theater where the rally was going to be. And I was like, I'm not doing this boot stuff. I, I need to be mobile. Mm -hmm. and it's it's going to be a long day. So If you have to throw a high kick, you got to be able to move. Yeah, so I ended up having to dress like Antifa. <laughs> so I, now I'm wearing all black. I'm looking silly now. Guy's an imposter. I, everybody got on red, white, and blue. I'm over here all black looking like a, a Somebody's funeral. Antifa. Yeah, like a, a provocateur. Mm. And... Um, so 
I'm trying to find my spot in line. I'm like, okay, where's where's the VIP line? Where's the VIP? They're like, oh, it's over there. And I'm like, okay, let me find the end of the line. And I'm not going to lie. It was a little unorganized. Like some of the lines were bleeding into each other. Mm -hmm. It was so many people. <clears throat> so I don't know if maybe they, because people camped out the night before. People what? were out, Yes. People camped out the night before. Some people were there like five in the morning. Some people started camping at six in the morning to get a good spot so that you don't get sold out because there were probably thousands of people that couldn't get in it was like a new iphone launch <laughs> crazy plus you know concerts plus sporting event plus something else and uh so i'm looking for the end of the vip line i'm like uh, excuse me is you vip yeah we're vip is where's the end they're like oh it's way back there and i'm walking 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 i get to the end of the block hi is, is this the end they're like no no no, it curves around i'm like shit <laughs> excuse my language so now i'm having to go around the block to find my line and i'm there probably for like an hour and a half two hours when a dude finally walks up with his little suit he's like okay uh everyone that's in this line this is the v vip vip is over there it's gonna wrap around this barricade over here by general mission i'm like i'm just vip i'm not v vip i've been in the wrong the wrong damn line so a lot of us had to get out oh no yeah long story short man we get in there and uh you know secret service they got like some tsa type you know you're going through metal detectors they're checking you got to pull everything out your pockets make sure there's no provocateurs you know making sure it's not a setup you know like one six everybody knows about that um and then in the beginning so i sent front row bro front row next to uh state senator wendy rogers mm -hmm. from arizona the lady who really I don't want to say spearheaded, but she has been really vocal. She's the one that's been like, we need to decertify. Yeah, she's de yeah, decertify. She's decertify. Yeah. I mean, she's trying to take it a step further than the average. And then next to me was the gentleman. Uh, his name is, uh, they call him Cowboy Andy. He's the gentleman in charge of the cyber ninjas who was literally in charge of the forensic audit. So in, in front of me, he's chopping it up with me. He's showing me his phone. He's like, look, look, it's live streaming. Here's my head security guy. And they're going through ballots. Here's what they're looking for. He's showing me on his phone. Oh, wow. Uh, Cyber Ninja's dude's texting him. He's showing me. And I'm like, damn. Um, Pause right there. Mm -hmm. What's going through your mind when he's showing you that? I felt like I was in a movie, bro. I felt like, damn, I'm the chosen one. Like, <laughs> You're Neo. Like, yeah, I got, yeah, for real. I'm like, this is the Matrix. I got to wake my people up. I'm, people don't even know. Even Fox News, which is owned by the Murdochs, Fox News is not covering the audits. It's like... We're really the ma the majority, but they want us to be demoralized and defeated and not speak up and self-censor and forget that this is America and just watch these people drive us off a cliff and just don't say nothing. Just like, well, I guess we're inflation is up. Wages are down. Uh, they're, they're just taxing the working class every which way at the gas pump. Every time you got to pump gas, you're feeling it. Every time you're at the grocery store, everything's going up. There's a labor shortage. They're paying people to stay home. The, their whole economic approach is caca. It is straight boo-boo. Um, so anyway, so the show begins. Everyone's pumped up. Everyone, it's like a pep rally. Everyone's excited. You got all these patriots. I'm just reading people's t-shirts like, you know, um, your my freedoms don't end where your feelings begin and just like t-shirts like trump won everybody knows it. you know it i know it they know it um and then and then they start having you know all the present charlie kirk goes up there to speak you have um a bunch of different people running for office like you know running for you know state senator blah 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 
one lady got booed because she voted apparently i'm not too familiar with arizona politics but she voted against the uh, voter transparency meaning you got to prove you're alive mm -hmm. you got to be of age you got to show freaking id you got might have to sign your name you might have to put the last four of your social things things that aoc says is a uh, racist right uh, she got booed off stage. I felt bad for her because I didn't know the reason. I'm like, man, why don't they just stop booing? Oh, wait, was it in the middle of her She had literally just went up there. Yeah, I She's saw like, that Hi, clip. my name is da -da -da, yeah. Urgenti, this and that. Boo! Boo! And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? And she's like, and da -da -da -da. really, guys? Re listen! Boo! <laughs> anyway, so... You know, it went on and on and on, different people, and everybody's waiting for the big homie, you know, faux fifth. Yeah. And uh, finally, it's time. You know, Charlie Kirk goes up there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boom, 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 faux fifth. They bring him out. And then his, there's a big giant screen on, on that theater stage, and his graphics, it's like his intro. Mm hmm. So it's like... He's like a WWE wrestler. I mean, I'm going to have an intro like that. Once I get back on tour, <laughs> uh, I just got to edit it this week, but... Um, you know, obviously you want to prime the audience, you want to hype them up, and it just gives you like a quick little overview of what he was trying to do for the country, how much love, how much support, how big those rallies were. Um, and I was always under the impression, back when I was a lefty, mm. I was always under the impression that these are a bunch of racist people, these are just a bunch of, um, they're bad, they're all, it's a Klan rally. It's KKK, and these are proud boys. They're troublemakers and all this crap. I used to be the same person that if we'd be at a restaurant in Dallas, and if a couple walks in, and she might, the lady might have a Trump hat on, I'm like, really? You're annoyed. Yeah, I'm very annoyed. I'm thinking to myself, out of all the hats, out of all the outfit choices, you had to put on this divisive symbol of this man that's dividing the country, and he's spewing hate and all this stupid stuff that CNN told me, right? An, an opinion that was assigned to me. Um, so I'd just be like, oh, can you believe, man, let's hurry up and eat, man, get up out of here. What, what the hell? And you just start thinking like, man, well, how do they live? Just ruin my meal. Yeah, they're anti, you know, anti-immigrant, you know, anti-America. Anyway, that's just for context. So then Trump's intro is playing. It's graphics. And I'm proud to be an American. Ladies and gentlemen, President Donald J. Trump. And man, he about to step out. Everybody has their cameras out. Like, man, which curtain he about to pop out of? <laughs> and then, boom, he, he just steps out, starts clapping, you know, waves a little bit. And he, he falls from the rafters like on a fucking plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With his hair and stuff. Um, and he literally had to just, like, just stand there, presidential, boss-like, so that everybody can get their yayas out. Like, he had to literally stand out there for three minutes. For, like, a photo op? While the sun, yeah. Exactly. While the song is playing, his name is on the on the screen right behind him. The podium is there. The um, teleprompters had already came up, and he's just there clapping. You know, he'll stand there, he'll wave a little bit, and everyone's just ah, taking pictures, filming videos, selfies. And I'm proud to be an American. I almost shed a tear. Well, at least <laughs> I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died and gave that right to me. Dun, 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 stand up next to you. And then he walks up to the podium. <sighs> Electrifying. Do you miss me yet? Oh, <laughs> we miss you, Papi Trompas. 
I miss you every time I got to pump gas. I had to pump gas yesterday. It hurt my feelings. I was I literally said FJB. Why is this little Honda filling t- filling up with fifty dollars? That was the other one, and it was more than fifty. And I'm like, I didn't even put premium. I can't put premium. Y'all <laughs> killing me. And he literally hit the greatest hits. You know, basically, I warned you that our border was going to be in shambles. You know, it's a disgrace. It's a mess. It's a disgrace what they're doing to our country. Uh, He says, um, we are past the point of socialism. He said, I'm sorry to say it. We're long past socialism. He's like, we're on our way to communism. Why? He listed some some, uh, reasons and... I'll, I'll, I might jumble this part up, so sure. this is take it with a big grain of salt. Basically, we have political dissidents locked up right now in a jail in D.C., solitary confinement made just for them, for this little federal agent honeypot situation where they told everybody to come rally, and then you had provocateurs, etc. So he said, we don't have a real press. We don't have a real media that's going to you can go talk to and they can ask tough questions and do their job. They're just fawning over this man. Uh, He just went on and on just saying, like, the Green New Deal is Green New BS. Yeah. Um, It was so easy to pick apart what what's going on right now. So he's just boom, hitting them with the greatest hits. Uh, Stats. We, We about to have two million new people in our country while we can't even take care of our own citizens. Right. Uh, He's like. He's like, and we have a heart. We're empathetic. He's like, we understand. We don't blame them. It's not their fault for wanting to come here. This is the greatest country. Um, and he just, you know, put on an amazing show. I was so tired from traveling yeah. because I had to get up that morning, like I think like 3.45 a.m., leave my house at 4, get to the airport 4.30, fly out 5.30, land in uh, Phoenix like 6.30 or something. So I was dragging ass. So, um, thankfully, it was a great speech. Otherwise, I'd have been, you know, I'd have been sleepy. How long were you there? How long was the whole thing? It was a damn near all-day event. And before oh, wow. I forget, he said, uh, he was funny, too. He was, he was making people laugh. Well, he, yeah, you say that, like, we'd be surprised. I, that's what I don't understand. Like, people that don't at least give him that. Like, he's, entertain, he's an entertaining dude. Extremely, yeah. Per- very persuasive. Very good at branding. And he, he did this one bit. <laughs> I call it a bit. Where he's like... He's like, um, how did he set it up? But he basically said, meanwhile, you know, Sleepy, he didn't have to campaign. He said the media was campaigning for him. Yeah. He says they couldn't even fill a high school gymnasium with eight little painted circles on the ground. And he said at some point they even had to get the journalists in. Uh, uh, can you stand here, sir, in this circle right here? Because we got to make it look packed. And he says... Great paint job, by the way, on the circles. I really need to get the contractor's name who painted the circles. I know Hunter didn't paint those circles. He <laughs> said, oh, Hunter, he's never painted before, but now he's selling paintings for half a million dollars to anonymous buyers, a.k.a. bribery. Those are bribes. <sighs> well, it's supposed to be anonymous, and now it comes out that he's going to know who bought it. He's oh, now gonna, we about he's to know gonna which me- Chinese people bought it? No, no, no. The public's not going to know. He's going to know. He's going to uh, get to meet with these anonymous buyers. Oh, my God, bro. He said, can you imagine if my kids were doing anything like that? He's like, he said, you can go. He says, you want a painting? He said, you can go to Central Park right now. You have these master portrait painters. For 250 bucks, you can negotiate. But for 250 bucks, a beautiful, amazing beautiful painting from like a real painter he's like hunter has never painted before and he wants half a million dollars he's like it's bribery he said my family can never get away with that yeah it's a way to clean money <sighs> man it's a way to get that 
influence for for pop. Ten, yeah, 10% yeah. for corn pop. <laughs> well, and then they came out uh, from his laptop that he was using Smoking another, that crack rock. <laughs> that, yes, while he was doing that, that uh, what are we calling this guy? Raindrop. The VP. Drip drop. <laughs> <laughs> drop top. Okay. Um, was using an alias. Our, our current sitting. Uh-huh. He had a, they, this is from the laptop. Okay. I think the alias that he was using was like Robert something Talking to communicate with his son. Wait, oh, wait. J- JB yes. was going by Robert yes. to talk to his son. Yes. Uh, how they how they piece that together? It's from, it's in this laptop. So this came out, I believe, yesterday, the day before so yesterday. So he put in the notes, Robert equals dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something to that effect, obviously. I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing here. But yeah, it was something to that effect. Wow, bro. But anyway, let me just uh, wrap it up, summarize my Trump rally experience. I also posted a video, mm-hmm. like, I think it was, um, I think it was right after, right? Because I wanted to hurry up and upload my vlog uh so you can go to my youtube or my facebook and uh the whole the whole it's like 10 minutes in the beginning of me just talking about so you can piece it together between this and that um but overall man people had their families people had their kids there was a lot of security um it was all positive you know outside i did see a little group of of proud boys and i'm like great all right i know the news is going to just focus on them yeah i did see like a random jeep with like a big q on the tire with a bunch of stickers uh and i know the news was going to focus on that image and basically say this is the we're witnessing the cult of personality meaning this man is a, a, a a snake oil salesman he's a uh what's the word uh charlatan charlatan yeah. a charlatan who is charismatic and these people are drinking the kool-aid because mm-hmm. I, I see the memes you know my, my little closed-minded mexican fans they like to post things of like donald trump holding up kool-aid and and we're all idiots and it's like if you just listen to what he's saying he's saying america first bring back manufacturing bring back jobs we can't crush the u.s dollar it still has to be the standard currency of the world uh we can't let these let these other countries punk us when it comes to trade, we're under attack. It's an information war. It's a trade war. It's an economic war. Uh, he said, I was the main one telling y'all the bug came out that lab. He said, they're attacking me. You know, y'all are being censored. Y'all not able to talk about it. He says, I just sued big tech. Everyone's just like, ah. you know, for all the Americans that can't no longer have freedom of speech because we gave too much power. He says, uh, Facebook, Google, all of them need to be broken up. You know, these are monopolies and so on. So it was great. I challenge uh, anybody, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, whether you're Republican or not, go see for yourself. I know you might be hesitant, like, man, look, I got a job. I don't want to be labeled. I don't want my to be outed, friends, family, like you're doing something bad. There's nothing wrong with loving your country. There's nothing wrong with caring and wanting to stand up and try to save it because arguably many people feel there was some shenanigans mm-hmm. you know, on 3 November. Uh, <laughs> don't tell them out. <laughs> Y'all feel it's, it's a new phrase every you smell, time. You, you smell say. what I underdig. Uh, so so the, here's what we're going to do. Next time there's a rally, you know, possibly within driving distance or something, make it more convenient for everyone. Um, Rob, you're invited. <laughs> oh, um, thanks. You know, because I don't know if you down like that, Rob. You might be hesitant. Like, look, man, I got it. You know, I got a podcasting career. I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go produce some Lefty Larry's podcast. Shh, no, but it. Uh, so he- here's the idea. I want us to take a RPT field trip to a rally. Uh, God willing. Um, because there weren't enough Latinos there. The Latinos that were there 
I already knew half of them because yeah. I met them at the last Turning Point event. Right. So it was my boy Edwin. It was my boy Angel. You know, a couple of other people and some of the Latinas that work for Turning Point USA. And that's it. Pocos yeah. Pero Locos. It was like, what? Out of those 5,000 people that were in that venue, uh, Fire Marshal said that was it. No mas. It was, I don't know. It maybe was, I don't want to be off because it's 5,000 people, but maybe 300 you know that's that sounds generous maybe it was generous but you'd see like you'd see some cubans you'd see some venezuelans you see like a big group of vietnamese it was mostly white people you see a handful you see like some sprinkled black folk here and there like yeah. uh young dudes with like jordans but a maga hat um and they had the great the right spirit because this one little cat the black dude at the end he was going up to white people like hey man i like you racist like like on purpose basically being sarcastic like yeah. uh what's up racist you know and i and i went up to him and i'm like hey man uh, i said man i'm a brown uh, white supremacist he's like shit i'm a black white supremacist <laughs> because we're making fun of how the narrative of the mainstream th way of thinking is that any minority that's there is brainwashed that's not true you're so right man it's gonna lead really well into the first subject here in a second Let's but um, well i wanted to play this because we're talking about the media in this event that you went to and so you're familiar with uh the breaking points it's uh, uh sager and crystal yeah, ball that yes. used to do uh the rising on the hill and recently left they had this video and if you guys want to go look it up it's on breaking points youtube channels it's from one of the recent podcasts and it was uh, particularly about the jab okay it was with a reporter his name's derek thompson from the atlantic the whole video itself i really didn't care i watched it it's only 15 minutes i didn't i mean i watched it all they didn't push back on anything that he said about jab hesitancy which was pretty annoying but uh I was who, who, who'd they have on her his name is Derek Thompson. He's a reporter for the Atlantic newspaper. Okay, and he was on uh, Breaking Points yes. with, with Crystal and Sager. And the video is titled, How Advertising Ruined the News and How to Get People Vaccinated, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But here, I just wanted to play the first minute because this is actually a really fun marketing um, story or a little you know, tidbit of knowledge that is really interesting when it comes to politics as oh. well. Mm -hmm. I forgot to hardwire this, so, but it should be oh, loaded. Oh, shit. Okay. It's all right. We've got a great guest standing by. It's the Atlantic's Derek Thompson. Hey, Let's Crystal. get to it. Yeah. Can <laughs> I put real. in a word about the history of advertising? As yes, really oh, yeah. moves attention merchants. Go ahead. I love yeah. that book. And my favorite anecdote from that book is that um, the concept of advertising supported media was invented in the United States by Benjamin Day, who was the founder of the New York Sun. Right. And Benjamin Day is the father of the penny paper, right? So before the penny paper, I guess papers cost like six cents, which was a lot in the 1820s. And he said, no, 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 what I'm going to do is I'm going to price the paper below what it actually costs, I'm going to sell it at a loss. But then I'm going to sell the audience that I captured at a loss as its own product to advertisers. So it creates this sort of dual business model where you get both subscription revenue, the pennies, Smart. that you pay for the papers, and the advertisement. Within one year, he was running a nine-part, 16,000-word series on men on the moon. So it took about 300 days between the invention of advertising in American media and the invention of fake news in wow. American media, which goes Incredible. to show that once your job is to essentially just sell audience as a product, you're not beholden to any sort of no. truth. That's like you're only tech. beholden yeah. to the North Star of maximizing audience. And fiction outsells nonfiction everywhere. It outsells nonfiction in it cinema. Does. It outsells yeah. nonfiction in books. Fiction outsells nonfiction. And so the minute that you introduce this business model, you introduce this tendency, uh, uh, this, this tantalizing tendency wow. um, to become uh, a, a fake news proprietor. Bro, yeah. excellent clip. And we said at the, at the top of the episode, sometimes we have youngsters listening. 
So for the youngsters, I mean, or really anybody, this clip is amazing because it really, it really shows the landscape and understand the mechanics of how the money flows, how the, this business model that big tech also has, because anytime you're on a Twitter or Facebook, you're the product they're yeah. selling you and your eyeballs and your attention yeah the, i think the phrase is like if if the service is free you are the product yep yeah there it is so yeah man sometimes people watch the news and they think well it's the news and it's like mm, no it, it's a business <laughs> and there might be a reason why they're not covering the audits and or they're trying to spin things a certain yeah way. i was uh, i mentioned this yesterday to my soul and marissa it when and maybe you have an answer to this or or your own thought on it. When did it happen that we all had to agree on everything? Otherwise, you're you're just wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. The United States is supposed to be a place where the the whole reason, not the whole reason, but one of the beauties of it is that we're so multicultural, right? We're diverse. Mm -hmm. We have our own thoughts. We're independent thinkers. We're sovereign nations. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it's like if you don't agree with me, you're mm -hmm. basically the devil. This is what I think. My answer is this: <clears throat> the seeds were planted long ago with. I don't know if it was maybe Obama or, or at what point did it happen, but these Marxists, anti-American Marxists, have been infiltrating a lot of our uh, institutions, right, decades ago. So as of recent, as of late, let's just say arguably you have the CCP has its tentacles mm -hmm. in our universities. Uh, they've uh, poisoned the waters of our like, scientific community. Um, everybody's up for the take. They done bought out politicians. You got Eric Swalwell, Dayton Fang Fang. <laughs> so you have this agenda of we're going to turn America communist. They're going to be under us. It's almost like they're colonizing us. Um, we're going to change up their whole thing. So it's almost like in order to march us in that direction they needed to paint donald trump and all his followers um evil racist scum of the earth right other the other the unclean mm -hmm. like the ones you're probably going to want to separate and put them up somewhere in, in a big building with no windows uh <clears throat> camps and um <laughs> i used to do i used to thoroughly enjoy having these type of conversations with friends because that i knew disagreed with me right uh -huh. i didn't know to what degree like just political yeah just political or just cultural things you know just think just pontificating about what you think is like the right way or the better way it's not even about right it's just like what's the better idea here if, we, if we're throwing two th yeah, two systems, ideas yeah. yeah if we're throwing two uh, systems into the pool here uh, which one's going to rise at the top and which one's just obviously not as good and, and therefore going to fail unless people are going to choose to side with but now it's like, man, you can't get two minutes into a conversation without somebody getting so mad that it's yeah. like, well, we just can't, that we can't work through things that way. Yeah, you're right, man. The division, even my dad, I was talking to my dad yesterday. Um, he's like, mijo, el país está muy dividido. I'm like, bitch, you voted for Biden, <laughs> dumbass. Um, <clears throat> este, Where's that Uber at? Mijo, mijo, el país está muy dividido. So the division is at all time high. Um, yeah. Obviously, Trump is polarizing because... What he came out out the gate calling out the fake news, calling out the swamp and the establishment, even the rhinos, the Liz Cheney's and the McCain's, all these different people, uh, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell's and all these people. They were like, oh, shit, he's disrupting everything. He, people were like, oh, yeah, I'm from Ohio. It's the Rust Belt now. You know, my dad used to work in the steel mills. That shit, now we're getting steel from China. You know what? Who did sell us out? It was both. It was the Republicans and the Democrats. And this new man came in, non-politician. So it's almost like the CCP and the elite. Because you have the 1% of China and the 1% of America. They got a little partnership. 
right? So these people that are selling us out, um, it's like the news media, they had to make it, they had to crank up the heat and make and like speed things up. Like, okay, this guy's talking too much mess. Um, we have to find a way to just put a wrench in confuse, it. Yeah, put a wrench, confuse people, divide people, uh, fake news, hoaxes, fake stories, take everything out of context and lead us in this direction where they want to start a race war. They're trying to divide us by race. Uh, they're trying to, you know, some people thought the word civil war. Really, the Democrats, they bring up civil war all the time. Every day. Every time. This is the worst. You, what, you, what do you mean you want an ID to vote? This is the worst thing since the civil war. You know, and, and uh, Tim Pool was recently talking about that, that phrase, too, how it gets thrown around so frequently by the left, and especially our current president. He, he said it in a way that was really interesting. He goes, when, you, when Biden gets on camera, you can almost tell at this point that he's not talking to everybody. He's talking to just his side. And he, he genuinely is making it sound like the other side are absolutely the enemies. And it's really, it's, it's weird how polarizing and just blatantly obvious it is. I don't well, know. It's obvious to us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, here's another little quick thought experiment. If, if we just, and this might be the perfect episode, hopefully new listeners, you know, everybody that doesn't subscribe to the Patreon, uh, Red Belt Tamales at patreon.com, mm-hmm. gets, we'll hear this. So let me throw this out there. If we have two ideas, uh, and we're talking about, let's just say, the jab or any kind of cultural issue, CRT, whatever it is, and they're on both, you know, let's just say Fox and CNN, but we took away the lower, thir- the lower thirds and the logo, and you didn't know who the guest was, you didn't know if they're D or R or whatever, and you heard this side or this person talk about xyz about crt cultural issues immigration uh the jab and on that side the same thing and you put those just those ideas and you and i are sitting here and we're both like we're 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 bipartisan we don't know what the fuck's going on right and you listen to them it would it be that hard to just sit and listen and then discuss that person said that about the jab that person said that about immigration and that about whatever else and then just which one sounds better? Which one's more common sense like? Which one sounds like it attracts more people? Well, first, you'd have to take what they say on each side and then sift through, interpret, and start deleting all the, really, the, the trim the fat. Right. Because, for example, um, I mean, it, it, especially when it comes to the jab, it's it's all over the place man like some people it's about freedom it's like look man my body my choice there are side effects and i have some questions and you're not hitting me with data and evidence you're hitting me with this rhetoric of you know it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated you know now it's just them and we don't know because y'all aren't presenting the news y'all not y'all aren't presenting the information in an honest way for example let me go into this Mm -hmm. and um then we can go into this our, our this uh, next topic, but did you hear Rob that they it was the uh, Jen Psaki, the White House, this regime, and the new Surgeon General? They basically are doing a campaign with big tech. They came out and said we working with Facebook and big tech, and we letting them know these are the twelve people that are supposedly coming up with like sixty five percent of uh, fake news. Uh, I mean disinformation. So listen to this, y'all. They said the quiet part out loud, basically. Listen to this, y'all. For one, for one, the government can't censor you because that goes against First Amendment. However, the government has admitted that they're colluding with big tech to censor you. Now, the words that they're using are, well, these 12 people are spreading misinformation. Mind you, most of these 12 people are scientists and doctors who are just stating legitimate things. 
Do you guys really think that they're going to stop at those 12? Do you think that they're only going to try to silence those 12? You think they're only going to silence Alex Jones, Donald Trump, and those 12? It's going to be 14 people not allowed to participate in the public forum. No, they're coming for you and your speech. They, basically, the government is saying, well, for the, for the sake of your health, Robert, and for the sake of your health, Pedro, uh, we really need to interfere with what reaches your ears. It's our responsibility to dictate what even gets to you yeah. so that you can make your decisions for your family. Okay, I'm going to play that, and then we'll, and then I swear we'll get to our topics. Buckle up. This is going to be a longer one than, than usual for the, uh, for the public episode. P- tell me when to stop whenever you've ha- heard enough of this, but this goes exactly to what we're talking about. And I didn't put it on today's subject, but because of what we talked about, it makes a lot of sense. One second. Tell me when to stop. Do you feel responsible? So, for context, it's Chris Cuomo talking to... Um, Uh, He's a congressman, I think, out of Florida. I forgot his name. For spreading a message where I'm not going to take it because I don't care what Biden wants. Byron Donald's not going to take it because he doesn't care what Biden wants. You think that's a good message for people to hear? Well, the first thing is my message was never about Joe Biden. The message is about me and my own personal health. I'm not getting vaccinated old, I because I don't want to. Hold on, Chris, Hold on no, no. I want to read your words. I, I want to read your words. You don't Byron, I, I, I know you don't get to it. cut me off. It's my show. But Go just ahead. listen. It has nothing to do with <laughs> what Joe Biden wants. It has nothing to do with what Joe Biden wants. Funny, I never brought him up when I was deciding whether or not to get vaccinated. Why did you? What a fucking. A reporter asked me on a news show and I said it has nothing to do with what he wants. I chose not to get vaccinated because I chose not to get vaccinated. I already had COVID-19 once. I'm 42 years old. I'm in very good health. I actually get checkups regularly and do all those things. That's a personal decision for myself. Members of my family, my wife, my three kids, they've all had COVID. They're not getting vaccinated. They're all healthy. That is a decision they've chosen to make. You ask your doctor. For everybody to understand is this. Hold on. Here's the key thing you need to understand. If people in the United States are concerned about contracting and being hospitalized and dying, of course, from COVID-19, please go get vaccinated. I will never tell you not to get vaccinated. What I'm saying is I made a decision not to get vaccinated. And it doesn't matter if it's you or Joe Biden or anybody else that's going to stress or want me to get it. I'm not doing it because yeah, you're, you're I made making that it decision so, I know, but that's just as because a free you, person. Hold on, hold on, Byron. Freedom isn't just defined as the bold and ability to be strong and wrong. It's about doing the right thing, the best thing. You say if Bro, people are worried about wild, getting sick dude. or just dying, then they should closely. get vaccinated. Uh, what about if people are worried about giving COVID-19 or a variant to others, which you very well could do. You could be doing it right now and not know. Doesn't that matter? But you just said that people who have actually gotten vaccinated and may have picked up the variant, that the actual symptoms are very, very uh, mild, if any exist at all. There's a member of Congress just came back. He tested positive and he actually had been vaccinated earlier this year. Yeah, that's why he's back it's and he's not fine. severe. Talk to him earlier today. Because he was vaccinated. Because he was vaccinated, Byron. You well, just made me make my, my point. point. But you're making that is the you point. make the wrong point. What is you it? are making the point that everybody has to get vaccinated in order to protect to protect everybody. What I am saying is, is that if Americans want to get vaccinated, if they want to be protected from COVID-19, whether it's the Delta variant or the new Lambda variant that's coming through our southern border hmm. as we speak, yeah. if you want to get protected from that, go get the vaccine. I fully promote you but doing if that. You don't but at the same time, it, if then there are Americans who are don't want to get it, to they shouldn't be forced to do so. Nobody, but see, that's the thing. It's a false choice. 
This isn't about you won't force it's me. It's not a false choice. It's, it is. That's actually it is. the accurate choice, Chris. It's, it's not, not an not accurate false. choice. Nobody's forcing enough. anybody. You're trying to push it to where people have to be forced. And you're seeing it as a position of strength oh, no. and advantage. You're the one that's pushing it, not me. I'm not trying well, to push no it. There's no question that you're not pushing push the vaccine. Everybody should know that about you, Byron Donald. You are not telling people to get vaccinated. You are not pushing it. You are not saying it's the right choice. You're saying you're not doing you say? it and your Go family's you not it. doing it. And you're leaving out of the equation that you can make other people sick as if that doesn't matter. Okay? Oh my God. Chris, did you not just hear my answer 30 seconds ago where I said, if you want to be protected from these variants and the original what about strain, protect please other go people? get vaccinated. I promote you to do that. I just told you live on your own show that if you want to get vaccinated in America, go Dude. do it. But Dude. if there are Americans like myself who choose not to, please don't berate me for doing that. That is a personal choice I have made it's, with see, my own health care. No, I am allowed to it, do that. Here's I'm entitled to do Byron, that. You're- All right. It's going to be a lot to uh, unpack right there. Yeah. A lot to unpack right there. Okay. So I think one of the big issues with with this whole thing is how one side is trying to make it mandatory. Yeah. Right? So the other side feels like, well, hold on now. I have some concerns. I want to process the information. I want to talk to my doctor um, case by case basis. I'm concerned with some of these side effects and things of that nature, especially when it comes to you know, giving it to your kids, your youngsters and all that. So the whole mandatory thing gets tricky. Anytime it may be a slippery slope. Anytime you allow the government to make anything mandatory in the name of your safety, your health, that could get a little tricky. Uh, Some would argue that their main goal is to put everybody on that vaccine passport. That Mm -hmm. way we can control and monitor everything once you have this thing on your phone you got to beep in check in qr code everywhere we've already been primed to because you're doing a qr code for your menu you know what i mean so you about to be the qr code like yeah. you about to come into work beep beep scan in here you going into that store beep beep scan it you're you're free to move about freely if you are not you're the unclean you are the other you are the like like the way Cuomo's trying to make it seem like you're being irresponsible and you're going out there harming people and it's like their messaging with this uh product is so bad it's so bad because Fauci has already lost credibility a lot of people know that he somehow is like one of the most powerful people in America because Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of taxpayer dollars get funneled and controlled through him. So a lot of these scientists that get invited on MSNBC and CNN, they're all literally basically on his payroll. Like he dictates what gets studied. I mean, this man been around since the AIDS epidemic in the 80s and they were killing more people off of the medicine, the treatment, the AZT that they were giving people. That was what was killing these AIDS patients. Um, they never once came up with a, a vaccine for AIDS. They, they couldn't pull that off. Um, and the way they should probably be presenting this product is it's really not a vaccination because a vaccination is going to keep you from catching it. This is more of like a treatment right. that might make your symptoms not as bad and you may not end up in the hospital and it just gives you a little bit of immunity so that you're, not, you're even less likely to die. Uh, however, there's some side effects, right? Yeah. But the whole thing about mandatory, uh, all these talks about vaccine passports, people really, really need to understand how big of a threat. That that could be like 
if they if they really implement the vaccine passport, that little app, it's going to be official. We're, we're China. We're United States of China. And, and we're about to get into that. Um, you know, the vaccine passport, that's very intrusive. So we, here we have Governor Gavin Newsom from California. California will have the strongest state vaccine verification system in the U.S. and will require state employees and healthcare workers to provide proof of vaccination or they got to get tested regularly. We're experiencing a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's their new messaging. Yeah. Everyone that can get vaccinated should. So, California, uh, uh, y'all could be the canary in the cage uh, in the coal mine. Uh, you guys could be the experiment. And a lot of these businesses, like even the NFL, they talking about forcing the players and all this. A lot of these businesses are going to start getting pressured. What, what was that ESG score? Right. I mean, think out of that might be unrelated to this, but the fact that they're trying to get these private institutions with their employees, like forcing people, you know, get the get the um, that verification system. That's really what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Um, and then this Cuomo clip, he's talking down. He's berating this was a congressman. Yeah black republican congressman he's talking down to him he's being very confrontational if that was a uh, black democrat he probably hey what's up man hey what's up my brother hey how you been hey <laughs> hey chris como man you know man, man you know me man italians man we we get down just like y'all brother uh he'd have been all what's up bro and instead he's talking down oh you don't think it's irresponsible no i'm gonna cut you off it's my show and it's like um a minute ago, y'all were just saying how black people are, are the biggest victims and you shouldn't talk down to him. And now just because he's got an R after his name, you talking to him all stupid. And um, here's the thing. They try to make it seem like it's mainly Trump supporters and Republicans that are the unvaccinated, which probably that's 80 percent. But then you have maybe some Democrats as well, like let's just say black folk. And maybe some Latinos, but especially black folk, you know, because of Tuskegee and everything else. Black folk have a lot in common. You know, black Democrats have a lot in common with run-of-the-mill Republicans. Mm -hmm. They kind of don't trust the government that much, right? So it's just one of those topics where they're trying to make it so clean-cut, like everybody on the right is killing people. And it's a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's like... Yeah, but you got some black folk over there too that also aren't really Republican, but they don't they don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that breaking points clip that I played earlier, if, if people go and watch that whole thing with the Atlantic reporter, he made a really a lot of stupid points in it. It's, and one of them or two of them were one was that we need to just go ahead and remove the uh, the EU, the executive authorization and make and let the FDA just approve this thing so that people have less hesitancy and everybody'll get it. Two was that if you're on the left, you're in your own vaccinated bubbles and therefore safer than those on the right who are in their unvaccinated bubbles. And when those basically collide is when you have these outbreaks and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not true at all. Like, there's plenty mm. of people on both sides that either do or don't want it. So those stupid blanket statements is what really yeah. makes it harder for people mm -hmm. to at least have the conversation. I mean, this is a very interesting chess game that we're witnessing because the powers that be, they got some smart people working over there. Like the the persuasion the levels of persuasion um psyops left and right yeah psyops the way they're able to take advantage of situations and it's like okay vaccine how can we turn this into left versus right you know 
uh, vaccine hesitancy, uh, vaccine passport? How do we how do we make it to where the state and the government could get more, more, more power? Basing it off of we're concerned for your health. So we're going to come knock at your door. We have a list. We know we know you're not vaccinated, sir. We know because you're on the list. (laughs) We're able to knock at your door. We're able to make your employer force you. We're going to make you put an app on your phone if you live in the state of California. We're going to monitor. It's basically social credit score. China, CCP is here. And we've been trying to tell y'all it's already an information war. It's already economic war and everything else. Wars these days don't have to be kinetic. It don't got to be, it don't got to get not one, what was it? Is it Sun Tzu? Sun Tzu, the art of war, yeah. is defeat your enemy without shooting not one single <clears throat> shot. Man, I got to bring something else up before we get into a, one of the bullet points, which I don't know how many we'll get to after this, but this was a, a breaking yesterday. And one last thing. Cuomo was trying to make it seem like if you're vaccinated, you're not spreading it. It's y'all's unvaccinated people that's spreading it. It's like, no, no, no. If you're vaccinated, and I got to be careful because, you know, the fact checkers is out there. And even though six months later, the shit might be true or whatever. But from what I'm hearing, based on the data, y'all can fact check me. You can be vaccinated and you can still catch it and you can still spread it. It's really just more of a treatment to make it to where you don't get it as bad. Allegedly. Yeah. Am, I, am I right? You I mean, can still catch I, it. You can still spread it. Just right. like all the people that went to D.C., them politicians. Yes. And what I've also heard is that, and I don't know how true this number is, among those that have uh, died of it, 90% of them were unvaccinated or 95% of them were unvaccinated here in the last whatever it was, six weeks. So or, basically, those that are get, catching it the hardest are unvaccinated. Yeah. Those that are dying, apparently, are, are the unvaccinated. I, I, when, when, they stat, when they cite that stat, I never hear the underlying conditions. I never hear how long. I didn't hear if it's the first time, second time. I didn't hear a lot of things about it, but that's the number that it's getting thrown around. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot of propaganda, and I think that only adds to the hesitancy. You know, the fact that we just can't get straight answers. It's very murky waters yeah it's it's, it's a lot of mud slinging uh, accusations but anyway here we are paypal partners with adl to fight extremism and protect marginalized communities what the hell does that mean uh it's basically putting the kibosh on things like on certain groups like the proud boys and like people that are, they, they want to kick the, you off of paypal they want to stop the pipeline the pipelines of cash to these groups that are pushing mm-hmm. these okay. na- these you know narratives and information yeah it sounds it sounds like a good idea well it on, sounds on like the, the surface it sounds like the ccp social credit scores it exactly sounds like. it sounds like if you have an opinion that goes against the regime they can block you from participating in commerce that's literally what it sounds like to fight extremism and protect marginalized communities yeah oh they'll use you as a marginalized community they'll use you to uh put in this little fascism oh let me see real quick it says the initiative with paypal will be led through adls that's the american defense league yeah center on extremism a leading authority on extremism terrorism and hate PayPal and ADL will focus on further uncovering and disrupting the financial pipelines that support extremist and hate movements. In addition to extremist and anti-government organizations, the initiative will focus on actors and networks spreading and profiting from all forms of hate and bigotry against any community. Well, I asked around a little bit uh, at dinner after the rally. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, man, what are the Proud Boys about? Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, Anti-Defamation defamation League. Anti-Defamation League, okay. And um, 
just quick tangent about these proud boys i'm like what are they about what do they stand for what, what? and uh, basically the way one dude broke it down he's like man they just you know they're kind of they're kind of like security meaning they would enjoy beating up some antifa if, if antifa were to show up and try to start shit they'd be the ones to buck up to them and slap the shit out of them because a lot of times the cops kind of you know they don't really get involved too much and people want to feel safe and bring their family and their kids to these events um the aclu um, i'm drawing a blank but the aclu is another little legal uh whatchamacallit one thing that they did is they they're like a group of lawyers and stuff that's mm. the american civil liberties union it sounds good right but what one of the things they did is they went and gave the homeless so many rights in california to where it's like a homeless destination it's like in california they decriminalize uh, camping out they can't they can't move your tent from the sidewalk. You could literally post up on Venice Beach. You could post up downtown. You could just take over and piss and doo-doo and all kind of stuff on the sidewalk in downtown LA. You could do what you want. All thanks to the ACLU. And it's like, okay, what about the business owners who got a homeless dude out in front of their house? What about communities who paying all this tax money? And they gotta have homeless people jumping their fence, going in their pool, yeah. going in their house, killing their pets. Pinche desmadre. <laughs> so yeah, that's very unfortunate, man, that, um, that they're going to start kicking people off. It's tricky. It's tricky because you obviously don't want hateful, bigoted uh, whoever, the KKK or somebody, mm -hmm. which, which was started by the Democrats. Um, you don't want any bad group being able to raise money to do bad shit, right? Especially when they use the word terrorism. Right. So... But these days, man, they, you know, they'll label you insurrectionist, you know. Racist. Like I started, I got paranoid. I was like, yo, so because I went to that rally and because that rally was about protecting our elections, are they going to spin it into, oh, we got everyone's uh, phone number and data and location. We're working with AT&T and Verizon. I can already hear Jen Psaki. We're working with uh, Telecom. They said that. Yeah, like basically to suppress text messages. Yeah, we're we're monitoring you because you were at this thing, and we're gonna spin it into hatred, terrorism, insurrection, bigotry. And guess what, Chingo, you're no longer allowed to sell merch using Stripe, PayPal, uh, etc. Bitch, I tell jokes. All right. Uh, did anybody talk about the Freedom Phone while you were out there? No. no? Just no. curious. No, I only heard uh, about it on a podcast or two. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's take a let's make a segue here. Same kind of subject, but something that's more in your wheelhouse. Even even I don't say more in your wheelhouse. Just even more in your wheelhouse. Man. Your girl, your girl Robin D'Angelo's back in the news. Let's go ahead and listen to this clip. Oh my god! Laughed at a racist joke. Told a racist joke. Sat in the audience of a, at a comedy club and heard racist jokes. As a as a as a Jew, um, you know, the jokes were fine if they were about mm -hmm. other people. But the minute someone made a joke about a Jew, it was offensive. And right. suddenly I was like, I didn't. And, you know, and suddenly that comedian might not have been found funny anymore. How does how does one cope with that with that? And that's just one tiny use case. So comedy is um it's, I think it's an excuse to get to be racist, right? Like irony. And I think TV shows like Family Guy and um, South Park and maybe a little bit The Simpsons, right, allowed white people to be racist self-consciously, right? 
Like, I know I'm being racist, and therefore, it doesn't count, and it's okay. And it's a lot like what I exposed that couple to at dinner. I'm still reinforcing racist tropes and ideologies and stories. It's still being reinforced in everybody's um, mind who's listening. Um, and so I don't think it's benign to do it in a joking way. Um, and, and there is a concept in comedy called punching up, not down. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, you want to punch up, there's very different power dynamics and, and it, it doesn't hurt in the same way. It doesn't invoke a deep, deep centuries long history of oppression when you, when you poke fun at, say, white people. But it's very, very different when you poke fun at, at people of color. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Where do I begin? Okay. This Marxist must have forgot. This is America. We have the freedom of speech. And stand-up comedy is like the last pillar of hope for freedom of speech. So, you know, she could suck it. <laughs> um, and, and let me just tell you this. At my show in Phoenix, I had kind of finished all my material and I, I was just kind of up there like figuring out a way to say thank you, goodbye. And then I was like, I got invited to that Trump rally yesterday. <laughs> that's how you were walking I, off I went stage? into it. That's no, 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 no. I did a whole extra. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You did your set and then that's, that's what you start before you get off stage? Basically, yeah. I don't think people notice that it's like, oh, he's done. Oh, okay, he's going okay, into okay, this okay. Uh, thing he's never said before. I was just like telling my experience like you know being transparent being vulnerable being honest because not everybody there is going to be republican trump supporter of course even though a lot of them were um so anyway i basically told the story and i was trying to make it funny and i was like now any white person i see with any kind of little american flag anywhere i'm like hey man i was at the rally yesterday and they're just like get away from me this is under armor you know like i'm not i'm a democrat uh this is the rocks brand yeah this is yeah this is racist um anyway and I was sitting at breakfast at the bar at, at the hotel, and there was a white dude sitting next to me. And I just tried to chop it up conversation. What's up, man? You from Phoenix? And he's like, oh, no, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I was like, oh, that's what's up. And I'm, we're just chit-chatting. I'm like, Cleveland. I was like, hey, man, they just changed y'all's, uh, the Indians mascot is the Guardians. How, how y'all feel about that? He's like, well, it's a white man, right? He's just like, um, many conservatives don't understand how marginalized people of color may feel with such imagery and i'm like well speaking of conservatives i'm like i'm kind of conservative pretty much like i'm new to that side he's like oh man me too dude what's up you know it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like the underground railroad yeah. like it's a dirty freaking <clears throat> word uh but anyway we're chopping it up and i'm thinking to myself i have more freedom of speech than this white man you know what I mean? Everybody wants to talk about racism and marginalized communities. The white man, the straight white male, is the marginalized community mm -hmm. of 2021. They're not allowed to say certain stuff because they're seen as the oppressor. This is what CRT and these Marxists teach. So this woman is up here saying that The Simpsons is not allowed to be funny. Family Guy in South Park. Lady, we are human. Our freedoms are given to us from God Almighty. Right. The Constitution is here to protect those freedoms given to us from God, not the damn state. So these Marxists are ruining everything. Please don't touch comedy. Please don't ruin comedy, because I swear I will go down 
in history fighting like uh, uh, Lenny Bruce or somebody. <laughs> Real talk. It's like, lady, this is not, this is like, please stop. Like everyone needs to seriously rise up and say, hey, man, we're American. I don't, I don't want my kids growing up in this dystopian society where they have to look back at old images of, um, you know, Americana. Like, here is a, here's an image of a father and a son doing a cross-country motorcycle ride and going through Idaho or something. Here's an image of a diner off of Route 69, you know, in Arizona. And here, here's a picture of... You don't want your kids growing up. They got to check in everywhere with the government. They got to be censored. They can't text certain things. It's like Underground Railroad. You can't say shit. Y'all really want to turn us into China, bro. Like, you Marxists need to stop. Leave America alone. Leave the First Amendment alone. Leave comedy alone. Leave us alone. Keep that little bull crap, them little books and stuff y'all writing, talking about white fragility and everything is racist. And that is the problem. Y'all going around looking for race, 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 race everywhere. Y'all are the races. Racism is on life support. Y'all are the ones keeping it alive. Don't touch my comedy, lady. Crazy ass woman. <laughs> Talking about comedy is an excuse to be racist. How are you able to tell me as, that I'm a person of color and I'm a marginalized community, whatever, and I'm not allowed to talk shit on stage and tell jokes? It's so dumb, dude. Just for that, I'm going to turn up because... <laughs> Literally, bro, it's almost like the stuff they're attacking is the stuff we need to almost like defend. Right. Like, it's almost like the spaces that they're going after, now we need to really go hard. Like, I challenge all my stand-up comedians out there, whether you're an open micer or you Dave Chappelle, whether you're doing stadiums and arenas or you're doing a bar and grill, y'all need to like, your, your microphone is your sword and we need to reach people's ears Keep inspiring people, making people laugh, and letting them know that we're all American, we're all different, but we can all laugh at something. We don't all got to be like these stupid Marxists. Yeah, and this account that, that tweeted it out, uh, what is it? What is it say? I can't, it's from his angle. Man, I need, to, I need to post that, bro. Myth Informed? Myth Informed. Uh, at Myth Informed MKE. They're actually doing an event in Fort Worth in November. So this whole account is about, um, it's like a nonprofit. Dude, send that to me at some point. Like, don't, don't close that tab. No, 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 I didn't close it. Um, because they're, so in that tweet, it's to all the entertainers advocating for critical race theory. Here it is. Yeah. Robin DiAngelo explains comedy is an excuse to be racist. <sighs> you know, it's just so... Man, oh, go, oh, what? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, finish your thought. Well, no, it's just, again, it goes into what we've been talking about. Like, that, that's one of those things you could put on the table with somebody that didn't know what side you were on and discuss how dumb of an idea that is. Man, let me just say this, bro. To all the white liberals out there, y'all are really, really getting on my nerves. Y'all are really messing everything up. Who, who gave this woman this amount of clout and power? That's a good question. And then you got these little uh, crash dummies like John Leguizamo following line and, and, and doing a little mockingbird act and echoing, parroting all this divisive crap that everything america's bad the constitution is bad everything's racist and blah 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 y'all 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 should be ashamed of yourselves i want y'all to move to venezuela so bad like y'all hate america y'all hate the flag y'all are anti-american y'all are the reason we're so damn divided take this woman's power away bro so myth informed mke is a 501c who opposes authoritarian ideology uh, live event B be better, better yeah better better discourse. disclosure better discourse uh, our YouTube channel 
and they're having an event in Fort Worth um, on November 6th. Mm. So they just tweeted Start getting out. involved, y'all. Start getting involved. Start paying attention. Start going to those school board meetings. Ask your kids, are you able to express yourself? Ask your kids what the hell they're teaching them in school. You know, listen to RPT. Yeah, man. Robin D'Angelo, you ain't, man, I can't stand you. All right, here we go. A fourth grader told a school board last week her teacher made her take an equity survey she couldn't show her parents. Whew. CCP, Mao, Mao Zedong, Chairman Mao's cultural revolution has made it to our shores in 2021. Let's see this struggle session. My name is Haley Asgard. I was in fourth grade at Riverview Intermediate School last year. During distance learning, I was asked to complete the equity survey. My teacher said that I could not skip any questions, even when I didn't understand them. One question asked us what gentrify we identified with. I was very confused along with a lot of other classmates. A boy in my class asked my teacher if his mom could explain the question to him because even after the teacher explained it, he still didn't understand. My teacher told him that he was not allowed to ask his mom and that we could not repeat any of the questions to him. I want the school board to know how uncomfortable and nervous this made me. My mom always tells me I can tell her anything, but she also tells me I can trust my teachers too. Being asked to hide this from my mom made me feel very uncomfortable. I was doing like I was doing something wrong. Thank you. Bro, send me all this. So look. <sighs> at, at Second Baptist Church, my wife and I, we attended this weekend symposium that talked about a lot of this crap. Um, the way, uh, Pastor Ben Young, son of Ed Young, he did a whole hour-long presentation about critical theory, critical race theory, how it came from the Frankfurt School from Germany, uh, a dude named Herbert Marcuse, how they've been sneaking it in to our uh, institutions, our educational, our colleges for decades, where, you know, these kids are getting brainwashed. Um, the, he titled his speech, a snake in the house. Mm -hmm. He's basically saying that we've allowed this dangerous ideology into our country, and it's literally a snake living in your house, almost like your pet snake escapes and he's just growing somewhere. And you don't know if he's at the anaconda is behind this couch or what. That's literally what this Marxism is in our country. I feel so bad for this little girl that they're brainwashing them, they're confusing them. It's literally. Chairman Mao's cultural revolution during China's great leap forward where the kids, bro, they were literally some kids that killed their parents. They were kids snitching out their parents, ratting out their parents. Yep. Um, they totally redid all their traditions. Uh, the beautiful people of China have this long, long culture. A lot of it got erased. Uh, a lot of their mi ethnic minorities, people in, like the, um, the, what are they called? Fao Lidong. I forget that one, Faladon, I forget the name of that group, where they're allegedly using them for organs. Mm. They're like political dissidents. They're not what they want uh, to fit the mold. It's just, I mean, I know that's an extreme, like the, uh, the Uyghurs, the uh, forced labor camps, mm. making your iPhones and your sneakers and this and that. Um, but that's the end goal. That's the end goal of all this little stuff of brainwashing the kids I don't think enough people are paying attention to the CRT and, and all this crap. It is harmful. No, no. Um, here, let's wrap up with this one. We all have right. a really short clip here that we can just kind of maybe rant on. Did you see this, by the way? 
I saw little bits and pieces. It's super tiny. It's Man, super hey, Tucker Carlson, you lucky I wasn't there with you, bro. <laughs> My, my, don't my, even get my, 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 I don't care, man. Uppercut him, fool. Annoying. I want you to do to, to this thing, to the United States, to everything else. What a fucking lame-ass weirdo. And I think Tucker was there with his family, too. Like yeah, he's there with his daughter. I'm like, what are you doing? What a weirdo. What a weirdo. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what a strange... Man, everybody on the left, man. All the normal people on the left. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Tucker, you should have uppercut his ass, bro. Um, to all the normal people on the left, the ones that are just not falling for all this, you know, dudes in women's bathrooms and dudes competing in women's sports and all this extreme crap... This making y'all look bad. <laughs> this little lame ass dude uh, getting in Tucker Carlson's face, all for the clout, like his world star. Somebody's filming him. He right away went and tagged uh, Rachel Maddow and MSNBC mm. so that everybody can go and see it and they can all uh, spread it around like, oh, he punked Tucker. Well, he look at the account that's really making it go viral. It, it just made, the, to me, it made them look bad. It's divisive. You know what I mean? Like, we support the Occupy movement. We oppose Trump. Shut your monkey ass up. A grassroots political information website dedicated to the goals of progressive Democrats. Weirdos, <clears throat> bro. Yeah, man. I don't know. And some of, some of these tweets, you know, are also just like, they're super in agreement with it. So it's just, I don't know. It, it's indicative of the people that follow this kind of stuff. And brainwash. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's it, dumb. It's very brainwashed. I wouldn't appreciate this from anybody on any side to do to anybody ever, much less with their family so anywhere. Let me ask you this, Rob. You're Tucker Cross mm -hmm. in an alternate reality. Okay. Um, this dude gets in your mug. Yeah. How how you what, what do you do? Uh, do I know the same level of jujitsu that I know now or yes, no? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Everything you know. <laughs> no, nah, man. I I would honestly, if if I was Tucker but still had the same mentality, it's like it's always. And Marisol always says this. I don't know if it's a Libra thing to try to like balance things out, try to diffuse the situation. Because to me, there's no better activity than a good conversation, right? And if you're coming up to me like that. Similar to the guy that was on the balcony talking about immigration, that I had to say like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking okay, about, right? In your real life, yeah, yeah, in real life. If this got to that point of like, if I try to walk away as Tucker and the guy's still following me around, then we have a problem because now you're literally harassing in my, in me. My space. Yeah, you're in my space and you're harassing me and you're berating me. And um, from there, man, I don't know how you how you handle that because you do have your kids there. Well, that's what I'm asking you. Do you do you like left hand grab his collar, right leg? trip sweep okay i like that I, that's, I'm, a, that's, that's what that's what i'm trying to get to the specific is it, yes. is it an uppercut is it one of these like hey man look here bah knee it's definitely the throw because you want to try to subdue and and back up that's that's the whole idea of all martial arts right event self-defense is is get them down or get them away from you and then you just kind of back up that way it's less of a less of a liability on mm -hmm. you too if you hit the guy uh -huh. and he falls back and he hits hey man the, but you took a cross and you got bread you got lawyer money that's true like he goes out he can goes you night imagine night. Bro, can you imagine he went viral instead of getting punked? Like, bro, I'm here with my daughter, bro. We're just trying to fish. Instead, it was like, yo, you seen Tucker Carlson. He got the full mount. Yeah. He, he did ground to pound. Pop, pop. You know, knee to belly. He got side control real quick. He choked the motherfucker out. That would have made for an amazing clip. I wonder if this uh, Occupy Democrats would have tweeted it if that happened. You're right. That's definitely what he... That, it was almost going to get... I don't know where the rest of the video goes because they stop it after like 30 seconds, but yeah. Well, th that's how I felt because after the rally, I uh, went out to dinner with uh, some friends and uh, so it was like a little 
it was four of us. Uh, it was me, two dudes, and a female. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we went out to eat and stuff. And and they had on the MAGA MAGA hat. I had on this little white one with the USA. They yeah. had on the red joint with the letters. Yeah. And we walked in. To, first of all, we had to like walk, park one place and then walk for a little bit to get to that other spot. So. I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, these my one dude had on a shirt said MAGA forever. <laughs> Another dude had on a shirt that said, uh, don't California, my Arizona. And uh, homegirl had, I think, a MAGA hat on too, the red joint. And I'm like, okay, somebody, dude, I'm just <laughs> like, man, we're like, we got targets on our fucking heads. Right. And then we walk into the restaurant. And sometimes people glance over to see who just walked in. Sometimes the staff is busy and you just, uh, we'll get to you in one minute. You don't know if that's a, we'll get to you in one minute or we're going to get to you in a minute. You. Like you were discriminated. Yeah. Now. And again, I used to be that person who, if I was eating and somebody walked in wearing that shit, I'd be like, why this motherfucker's coming here with that divisive, hateful spew? <laughs> and uh, anyway, you know, I was I was prepared. Being just I was ready. I was ready for a, a little uh, one of them little progressive libs, a little skirmish, get in my face and be like, "And you have a lot of nerve because what happened to you? You were Mister. They can't deport us out. And whatever happened, I thought you were started from the board and now we're here. And <laughs> I don't know, Tucker. Uh, you need to come on down to H Town. Let Rob train you. <laughs> uh, work on them elbows, knee, Tucker. You got to get a little bit better shape so that a uh, homeboy would have thought twice. That's funny. Can you imagine if Tucker Carlson like took off a fat suit and now he's like Tim Kennedy or somebody and he's ready to cock, 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 pop, pop, cock, cock, pop, pop. Exactly. What if he looked like the MAGA Hulk? Yeah. That he he works for Turning Point. Yeah. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I met him. So yeah, the, uh, this is that was the show for today. We covered a lot, man. We <laughs> so covered a lot. Yeah, that was the lot. show. That was the show. That's it. Yeah, we covered a lot. We covered uh, a lot. Well, it's good to have you back. Obviously, you're out of town. You did a lot over the weekend. Uh, we're going to do our Patreon, you know, TIA members involved podcast on Thursday. Uh, we'll probably actually save the Chingo chat for after that so we can riff about what happens on the live show. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it goes really, really well and a lot of people are able to participate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring some of Stone Cold Steve Austin's IPA beer. Okay. If, if you want to try that. Yeah, I'll fuck with IPA. Uh, cool. We'll just have a sip or two. You know, nothing too crazy. It'll be a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, because, you know, we still got to be healthy and in shape just in case. That's right. You know what I'm talking about? Yo. So, thank you guys so much for listening. This was RPT, season number seven, episode 74, July 28th, year of our Lord, 2021. Uh, if you enjoy what we talk about, if you're curious about politics, if this is entertaining, whatever, if you think there's some value, please tell a friend, spread the word. Because I met uh, these two uh, white women at the grocery store that has a Starbucks inside. Yeah. This is after the rally. I was still fired up. I'm wanting to talk to people. I'm wanting to, like, you know, make some new friends. So they're in line in front of me. I, I noticed they got some USA shit on. And I was like, hey, um, were y'all at the rally yesterday? And they're like... And they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, me too. It was great. And we're just chit-chatting. They're like, oh, my God. And then I mentioned, like, yeah, I was lifelong Democrat. I was lefty Larry. Now I'm, you know, over here and I'm seeing things different. They're like, what was your red pill moment? And they asked me, how did you get red pilled? Because, the lady said, a lot of my friends, they're very on the left. They're very close-minded. They think all this MAGA stuff is, like, somehow bad. And she's like... How, could, how do we engage people? How do we get the communication going with our neighbors and our friends and family that it's not all QAnon, Proud Boys, insurrectionists? And I was like, man, that's a really tough one. I was like, I, I don't really know the answer. I think that, that could be an ongoing conversation. Send us a message. Hit us on the Patreon app. 
to see what worked for you. Is it one of those things where like, hey, represent your stuff, wear your hats, wear your shirts, like make a statement, express yourself. Or is it better to just stay quiet, you know, leave your Facebook how it is. Yeah. Don't, don't really say nothing at work, like, you know, because you might get labeled and fired and discriminated against it's true man and because the media has so much power people are more and more afraid to actually speak out on stuff so uh, the bottom line is where it really matters if you still believe it matters is at the at the booth right at the voting booth that's why we need uh, election integrity so, so that so that it really matters from the local to the <laughs> from the local to the top but honestly your local matters even more than the top true that so thank you guys so much for tuning in we will see you uh we have san jose coming up denver coming up el paso coming up until then se cuidan se la lavan y se toman la agua sas